welcome to Simply Happy Conversations. I'm Narelle King, wellness and organizational coach and yin and nidra yoga instructor. This podcast will help you create more time using organizational strategies so that you can start to simplify your life and prioritize your health. I'll be sharing conversations with other health and organizational experts and solo episodes with tips to help you simplify your life and prioritize your health. Hi, and welcome to Simply Happy Conversations. I'm Narelle King, and in this Simply Happy Conversation, I'm talking with Annie Love, a life coach, writer, creative spirit, and podcast host of Mama Love. Annie shares the creative activities she enjoys in her spare time and ways to find joy when navigating challenging times. She also shares how she navigated significant health challenges with two of her children and grief following the death of her youngest son. This interview is a video recording that you can also watch on YouTube. Let's jump into this Simply Happy guest conversation. So welcome to today's episode of Simply Happy Conversations. Today I have with me Annie Love and she is a life coach, a creative spirit, and she has her own podcast, Mama Love, which I highly recommend going and listen to. She's also a mum and a wife and a very busy person. Welcome, Annie. Thank you so much for having me. It's lovely to be here. I know. Thank you for taking the time out and coming and and chatting and maybe sharing some um, some strategies with the audience today around mental health. So maybe let's start with telling us something that you like to do in your free time. I have always been a little bit arty, but it's been a bit of a side thing for me. And probably just my youngest son passed away five years ago and I started doing some hand lettering and I invested in a course. I think it was probably all of $100 at the time, but it felt like a really big deal to invest in doing a hand lettering course. And I started doing that and I just loved hand lettering and watercolour. And yeah, it's just been a bit of a fun thing to do on the side. I think it, I find it quite meditative. And these days I do a little bit more of hand lettering and graphic art on Procreate on the on the iPad. So that's my little, I love doing little tutorials and making things. So that's my my little side creative hustle. Yeah. Do the boys do it as well, your two sons? Uh, they, my eldest son is 13 now and he's quite arty and he does mm. love to do a little bit of art, but um, my middle, no, not so much. <laughs> but I think some days if I get it out, they will come and sit beside me and just do it you know, by osmosis rather yeah. than me going, hey, come and paint with me. And they would go, nah. But sometimes it's like, hmm, that looks interesting. I might come and sit with you, which is nice. Yeah, that's great. And so how often would you do it? Would you say is it daily or is it a? Oh, probably mostly on the weekends when I've got yeah. a little bit more free time. Yeah, yeah. So tell us about your business and and how it started and, yeah, your your journey to it. Sure. Well, my husband and I have run an IT business for, gosh, 15, 16 years. And I have always worked on and off in there while raising three boys. We had three boys in four years. And I probably for the last four or five years, I've worked in that business. And then two years ago, I think it was, A friend of mine had been sharing her journey through Beautiful You Coaching Academy and on social media and I saw it and I was like, "Mm, that looks really interesting. And I started, you know, looking through the website and thinking it sounded amazing. 
I never had any intention of hanging out my shingle as a life coach. I, um, I remember first telling my husband about looking at this course and he was like, life coach? Why do you want to be a life coach? Everyone's a life coach. But I just kept going back to the website and, you know, it was just yeah. one of those universe nudges that I knew I couldn't let it go. And so one day I kind of sent him an email as I do when I'm needing to get all my thoughts in order and saying, I really want to do this. And he was like, great, looks amazing. You know, go and do it. So that was May 2019 that I kicked off on that course. And still while I was going through it, no intention of really becoming a life coach. And then I got to the end of it and I was like, I actually think this is where I'm meant to be. It's, um, I think I'd been playing a life coach role for so many people in my life for such a long time that suddenly it just put some framework and structure around that. And it was an amazing course and amazing community. And I got to the end of it and I was like, right, I think this is what I'm going to do. And so as part of the course, you know, we do pro bono coaching and we start working with clients for free and practicing and it experimenting, not experimenting on them or anything. I'm sure it's all, um, but I could see the benefit having that coaching played in their lives. And yeah, so probably, you know, towards, it was probably the beginning of 2020, I went, right, I'm going to be a life coach. And it has been amazing. I love, absolutely love working with amazing women. My focus is really on mums who possibly have um, got to the point in their life when their kids are at school, they may have had a career, they may have put that on hold. And I don't know about you, but I found for me, there was kind of that sense of kids were at school now, what am I supposed to do with the rest of my life? And so I love looking after women who are ready to kind of step into their own magic and reconnect to themselves again because, you know, mothering is an intense journey um, and it doesn't end when they're at school. But I think you get this little glimmer of light Mm -hmm. that there's something for you outside of being a wife and mum while also being part of that journey. So, yeah, so that's kind of me in a nutshell. That's beautiful. And I, 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 yeah, completely agree with you. It's like when they go to school, it's like all of a sudden, do I even want to be doing this career and job that I've been doing? Because you mm. realise that some of these skills that you have as a mother actually could be used in a different career completely to what you were doing as well, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, our mothering journey just puts a whole new perspective on life and on the world. And I think it's at that point where a lot of mums and our youngest son had Down syndrome and so I I guess I had a fair amount of exposure to the disability community Mm. and and I would see so many mums have this epiphany that, you know, and they would become advocates overnight for this child that Mm. they had and yeah, it just shifted the perspective in life. And I think so many of them ended up going and doing amazing things um, with the new skills that they learned. So, yeah. yeah. Do, you, do you find that you attract more parents with the life coaching that do have children with disabilities? No, not necessarily. Uh, probably a bit of a mix. Yeah, I, I guess it was just more of an observation that, yeah, I think the slightly non-typical mothering journey where there is additional needs involved just kind of gives us a shift in, oh, definitely yeah 
yeah, yeah, for sure. So tell me then about the, like, what services do you do? You do coaching? Is it group or single? Uh, I do I do one-on-one coaching. So generally either a 90-minute one-off session, six sessions over 12 weeks or 12 sessions over six months. So, yeah, just focusing on the one-to-one coaching at the moment. I do do some sacred circles locally when you know, when the world's a little bit freer, uh, which is an amazing way just to connect with really small groups of women. And I think there is so much magic in women connecting Mm. with each other and sharing their hearts and being able to talk about the things that are going on in their lives. So that's pretty amazing too. I just ran an online sacred circle a couple of weeks ago, which was beautiful. And yeah, but primarily the one-on-one is the way I work with my coaching clients at the moment. So what is it, do you, can you think of a story straight off or a client that's just had an amazing, you know, change, transformation from, from the coaching that you've done? I have one particular client who and has had a change in career and she has gone from being a teacher to a Reiki healer, sound healer and crystal healer. And one of the things that we were working on together was her just having a little bit more visibility on online. And we and I've worked in digital marketing and um, and in business, I suppose, in running our business for a really long time, and have a business degree. So I I guess my coaching does tend to involve a little bit of businessy stuff when people are that way inclined. Yeah. And so we were talking about using video in Instagram stories and. We were talking about, you know, just those little actions that you can take every day just to get a little bit more visible. And 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 at the beginning of that, you know, she was terrified of that process of of having her face on camera. And, you know, she was taking four hours to record a 30-second video. Um and by the end of it, um, she was singing on her Instagram stories wow. to camera. And I was like, Wow, that was a, a massive shift. Um, but I've loved watching her just, yeah, become more visible in her social media. So Yeah, how beautiful to see her blossom into that. Mm. And I, look, I can completely relate to, you know, five years ago when I started my business and I think I was doing business coaching with Lisa Cordoff and it was like she suggested video. It's like, are you crazy? Um, but having her course and doing her course definitely helped me. And I'm sure out there there's so many mm. other people who are listening who are like, oh, yeah, starting a business and at that point and just need that that help and that mm. encouragement, isn't it? So yeah. oh, that's great. So tell us then about um, how people can use some tips around their mental health, especially at the moment. I mean, you've been through some challenging times in, through your journey with motherhood, what are some of the things that have helped you or that you, you know, share with your clients that help them? I think probably it sounds a little bit counterintuitive when you are going through hard times, but one of the big things for me has just been gratitude and finding something, multiple things every single day that we could be thankful for even when things felt so ridiculously hard. And there's nothing quite like losing a child to put life in perspective. And But being able to, you know, wake up in the morning and just be grateful for the, you know, being able to play Lego with the two big brothers that he had and, you know, just finding things every day, connecting with nature, being outside were all really helpful. 
I'm a really big believer in ritual and for me I love now I didn't beforehand but I really love meditating and I'm really it's become a big part of my morning and uh, also journaling just to get all of those thoughts out of my head and onto paper has been really helpful too so you know combining that all of those things together and having that morning practice of, you know, my husband will make a plunger of coffee and we tend to have coffee on the back deck, you know, having a journal, having AirPods in my ears and doing meditation, just a short one. And, you know, being able to kind of write down what I'm grateful for has all all been really helpful for me. So, yeah, I, I think, you know, sometimes when we think about meditation or things, you know, like self-care, I know that can get a really bad rap. I just think it's about thinking about things that feel good, um, that help us feel good, that fill us up rather than deplete us and keeping things really small and sustainable. So that might be like having a dance in the kitchen with Mm. the kids, um, putting on music really loud. My 11-year-old hates loud music. It's quite funny, but I love just being able to put on one song that you know is going to pump you up and have a dance around the kitchen. So, yeah, just keeping things really small, sustainable, mindful, and just really appreciating the the little moments that we have in our lives. Yeah, that's beautiful. I know you did talk about on your podcast last week, wasn't it? You mm. had an interview with... Um, with Fleur Chambers. With Fleur, yes. Yeah. I had Fleur on last season. She's so beautiful, isn't she? She is, yeah. So did you have some stories around meditation prior to starting? As I mentioned in the podcast episode with Fleur, actually, my sister was really into Headspace, the app, for a while, and she was she had a great streak going and she was able to gift subscriptions to other people and she would give them to me and I would end up not using them. Um, I would do it for two days and go, and I'd say to her, can I, can I do hand lettering and meditate at the same time? She was like, I think that defeats the purpose. But I think what you know, Fleur is a great reminder of is that just do meditation the way that works for you. And, and, and also I think, you know, I was in pretty raw stages of grief at that point and, you know, head's always going a million miles a moment. So it was really tricky to be mindful and to sit still and to meditate at the time. And then probably 18 months ago, um, a friend of mine sent me on WhatsApp some Deepak Chopra 21-day challenge um, of meditation and journaling. And I it didn't take me 21 days to do it. I probably did it over a couple of months. But it was really good for me just to get into that practice of sitting still and listening to that for 20 minutes. And, you know, it encouraged you to write some things down and it, yeah, it just developed a little bit of a habit in me. And so I started exploring a little bit more in terms of, you know, I'm a big believer that meditation, you need to find the right person yeah. to be to be in your ears, you know, to yeah. to really resonate. And um, so I love Fleur's Happy Habit app. You know, I also follow Emily Ahrens, who's a um, intuitive life coach, spiritual life coach in the US. I do a lot of her meditations, but I tend to mix things up a little bit. So yeah, I, but I, I can feel the difference that it makes in my mm. life when I do a meditation in the day and when I don't. And there are times where I do need to pull one out and just go and disappear for 10 minutes and listen to one just to calm my nervous system. Um, and I just feel like I'm a much better human once I have 
Oh, definitely. And I'm the same. I was very resistant um, to even I remember leaving my yoga classes, like going, I don't need Shavasana. I'll just leave. I'm fine. <laughs> um, until, you know, until I had children and then realised mm. the benefits of it. And I think Headspace is a great place for people to begin to be able to explore the amount of teachers that they have on there, mm. which is where I first discovered Fleur as well. I went, oh, yep. I really love your voice. It's so calming. Mm. And um, so once you find someone, it does make it easier. Yep. And the um, the different st- the different sizes of the meditations also are great. Yep. When there's a short one that you can just do and even start by like doing your lettering and starting mm. so joining two things, something you love until you get into the habit of it. Yeah. And definitely I agree. It it makes such a difference to your life mm. once once you stop, isn't it? That's when you realize actually I think it's because I didn't meditate this week. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> actually you realize the benefits. Mm. Um so what about your your day? How do you start your day? So you start on the right foot. Yeah, look, we don't have alarms in our house. And actually, it's funny, you know, when your kids are really little and they always wake up so early and you don't need an alarm. And and now that I have an 11 and 13 year old who love to sleep in, <laughs> it, it does make things a little bit trickier, but we don't tend to use alarms in our house. Morning for me is usually a cuddle in bed with my husband, doesn't like it when I escape too early. And then we tend to put on the kettle. We have a stovetop kettle, so retro, and he puts on a plunger of coffee and we tend to disappear into our own little spots. Um, He has just started gratitude journaling over the last 12 months, which has been really lovely to see. You know, as someone who has struggled with mental health for a really long time, I can see that difference in him. Mm. Yeah, tend to do meditation, a little bit of journaling if I've got enough time. Otherwise, that will happen at a later stage in the day. And then I launch into waking children up and making lunch boxes. Yeah. Oh, how beautiful, though, that you get that time now to yourself, which I'm sure when the kids were younger, that didn't happen. No, it didn't. But I, um, I started doing Pilates probably probably about five months after Nicholas died. My sister's a, a different sister. I have a lot of them. Assigned to me up for a you know, $99 all-you-can-eat kind of Pilates studio experience for, for a month. And um, I started, and that was kind of the first time I'd ever tried Pilates, and I started going to 5.30 a.m. classes. It was still dark at the time, and it reminded me that I just, I actually loved that time of day mm. to be able to, you know, have that time to myself, which you don't often get as a mum, but I think I had fallen into that no sleep's really important and I just should sleep in while I can but it's such an amazing time of day to be up and so I I'm not a very good person at doing Pilates these days and I don't go to the studio anymore um but I do have an online membership that I can use at home yep but just simply having that earlier time of day of getting up a little bit earlier than the boys and being able to dedicate that time to myself before I start the day makes a big difference yeah that's beautiful Thank you for sharing those tips as well and how you've got into the mindfulness. Mm. So how can people find you and also talk about your podcast as well? I So I've got, so I am Mama Love, M-U-M-M-A-L-O-V-E, on Instagram and Facebook. Yeah, I started the podcast about 12 months ago. I, it was something I'd thought about doing for a really long time. I always had that little niggle at the back of my mind and I 
felt quite inspired by my youngest son who's not with us anymore. Um, He was just such a light in the world. And, you know, I think also having Down syndrome, I think people with Down syndrome as a gross generalisation have such an amazing ability to to be in the moment Mm. and to find joy. And so we, what I really wanted to do with podcasts was just think about and talk about you know, how we find joy even when things feel hard. And so I alternate between solo episodes and on something that feels relevant at the time and um, having conversations with people that have been through some tricky things and still manage to live a good life. So I love it. Every time I kind of have a little break and I think, yeah, it feels like a bit of a relief to not have to do it. And then I go and then I go back to it and I'm like, oh, I really love doing this. I can't not do it. So, yeah, it's been it has been a joy. That's great. That's beautiful. Mm. And, yes, the very first few episodes are are really um, heartfelt and and really it's all about you and your journey, which is beautiful and highly recommend listening to it. Probably have a packet of tissues, box of <laughs> tissues beside you while you're listening. Yeah. Um, you definitely will cry. Um, yeah. yeah, the first four episodes are, I really, I know some people tend to weave their story through, you know, all of their podcast episodes, but I think, you know, our story has been fairly intense and I really wanted to be able to kind of have that as a foundation and and people can choose to listen to it or not and then move forward and it's a much more lighthearted yeah. after those first four <laughs> episodes. Yeah, we're recording episode 50 next week, which will be good fun. Yeah, it's amazing how quickly 50 episodes fly by though. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. So, yes, I hardly. And actually, one other thing, there's a book um, that has Nicholas, is about Nicholas as well. The chapter that I wrote, is that what yeah, you? Yeah, oh, no, there was like a storybook that you talked oh, about. Oh, yeah, yeah, well. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have a beautiful friend called Michelle Worthington, who's a children's book author. And she, look, when Nicholas was in ICU, um, he was in ICU for three weeks before he passed away and she just one night emailed me this story that she had written just in a Word document and it was probably, oh, gosh, two years later where that book has now been turned into a beautiful illustrated children's book and it's called Super Nicholas and it's all about the superpowers that that we have, you know, and that may not be being the biggest, strongest, muscliest person but sometimes just about being kind and and those kind of superpowers. So, yeah, it's a really obviously very precious book in our household. Yeah, it was really lovely of her to write that. Mm. Being a teacher, I think it's a great resource that schools could have as well, mm. just teaching children about their superpowers because they all yeah. have their own individual. Yeah. Oh, Annie, thank you so much for your time and sharing your story and and some tips as well for people to go away and and contemplate using. Thank you. Thanks so much for inviting me. It was really lovely to be here. No, thank you. Thank you so much for joining me for today's Simply Happy Conversation. If you'd like to reduce your paper and digital clutter and free yourself from the overwhelm of clutter so that you can claim back time and space to enjoy the things you love, head over to simplyhappy.com.au in the resource section and grab the declutter checklist and start to reduce your clutter even with small amounts of time. Mm-hmm.